pops open. It probably went 90 yards, <laughs> left, smother hook into the rough. And uh, Jerry Pate, who was in the middle of the fairway with Andy, looked at Andy and he said, if that son of a gun makes a par on this hole, I'm walking in. <laughs> and in the end, Jack just missed a 15-footer for par. And by the way, he had the low round of those three golfers. So, um, But I, the, I, I said to Jack after the round, that's the worst tee shot I've ever seen. And he looked at me like, he should, and he said, he was thinking, how can he, Ron Reed, say that to me? <laughs> and so he made me feel guilty, and I deserve to feel guilty. Yeah. Along the way, I, I might add, I, there are a number of things in this book, starting the U.S. Open, that I make fun of myself. And, and uh, I learned along the way to laugh at myself. And one of the people... Uh, that uh, well, there were several people that taught me that lesson, but uh, I believe me, I had to learn to laugh at myself. Any names that you ever had a big problem with or that you got wrong? Well, I was coached by Jose Maria Olazabal from Fuenta Robia, Spain, to say both those those things, and I'm just glad I didn't have to say uh, uh, Verada Pirapath Pongporn too many times. <laughs> Exactly. No, I, I didn't have to have to do that one. But uh, uh, there must be players out there that would come to you and say, you know, hi, and, and you know they recognize you, of course, and they want yeah. to say hello to you, and and they like the fact that you're going to introduce them. Well, even today, and it's it's fun. Uh, last week, as I I was at Memphis, and I ran into a number of the players, and uh, it's fun seeing some of the old timers you know those that are now 40 years old graham mcdowell here i am watching graham mcdowell give a lesson as we do this and uh, graham was the last player i introduced in the u.s open there in 2010 and guess what he won so um, it's it's fun seeing uh, Enric stenson and graham and others along the way and it'll be a lot of fun in september seeing the the players that come for the pure senior oh, sure. there at pebble beach yeah. because Tom Lehman and and all of those boys were the players that were the young guys. Though. And they're in the book too, I might add. Yeah, the the pure is one of those things. People who have been here for the AT and T and the and the U.S. Open, but not the Seniors Tour, don't know what a good time they're missing because you can really get up close with these guys. They're they are there to have they're they're there to win, but they're a lot more relaxed than the tour pros that are really at the beginning of their career and they also uh, they love playing with those kids oh absolutely and from the first tee program and uh, uh, most of them or many of them i know will say that's their favorite event of the year so well it's playing pebble beach in september that's not bad no <laughs> and i look forward to being there I, it's been um, i normally am overseas at that time but i look forward to, to seeing a lot of my old buddies uh, one of the reasons you should pick up the book too is there's a wonderful story in there uh, give a little bit uh, to us, Ron, if you would, about the, uh, the Tom Watson and the flag and all that. Well, in 1982, uh, uh, I was at the 18th Green, um, and Jack Whitaker was about to introduce or about to interview uh, Jack Nicholas. And I think his question was, Jack, how does it feel to win your fifth U.S. Open? And he just barely got the words out when a roar came from 600 yards away, and Tom pitched the ball into the hole. And, um, the, the message from that roar was, Jack, you didn't win your fifth U.S. Open. That Tom Watson was in the process of stealing it. Well, the next uh, the next day, yours truly somehow got the flag. It ended up in the USGA office, and I stored it someplace in a drawer and uh, I forgot about it. Well, 21 years later at Olympia Fields um, in '03. Tom Watson was the biggest story at the U.S. Open because he was it was his last U.S. Open and he was leading and his caddy Bruce Edwards was dying of ALS Lou Gehrig's disease and so Sunday morning I finally uh, came to my senses I, I thought about having Tom sign it and I would keep it but um, I, I decided instead it was more appropriate to give it to Bruce Edwards but I couldn't find Tom Watson to get his approval. So, lo and behold, they were coming. Here comes Bruce to the tee all by himself. Tom wasn't there. And uh, I said, Bruce, I'd like you to have this flag. 
And he said, what is this? I said, this is the flag from 1982 from the 71st hole. And he began to cry, and uh, I did too. And along came Tom Watson, and he looked at the two adults on the first tee of the U.S. Open crying, and he said, uh, what's going on? I said, Tom, I gave the flag to Bruce. Did I do the right thing? And Tom Watson looked at me and said, you did the right thing. So I'm happy that uh, the flag was auctioned, and guess who got it? Tom Watson. And it, I'm told it now sits in uh, Kansas City, at the, the club that Tom grew up there in Kansas City. That's great. So. I'm glad I came to my senses finally. Yeah, uh, Bruce. Bruce was a special guy, and and they had one of the most special relationships of any caddy and pro. They had a wonderful relationship, and uh, it, w it was one in which uh, Bruce would speak his mind. And uh, I have a there's a story that I can't tell on on the air here, David. <laughs> You'd get bleep again, but <laughs> I doubt that. But uh, Bruce spoke his mind, and he he told Tom what he what he always thought. So uh, uh, they had a great relationship. That's terrific. Remind me not to uh, have you tell that story again next time we're on the air because it chokes me up every time you tell. <laughs> you know, I swear. <laughs> you know, it, it does me as well. It, it's a very touching thing. Yeah, but I finally did the right thing. Yep. So. Not well, to get the book, what do they do? Well, it's, uh, I know of three places, and I should have asked Neil, you know, maybe I should have approached him before I published this thing. But it's uh, available on Amazon. It's also Barnes & Noble. And it's also on my website, ronreed, R-E-A-D, dot com. And I can sign it uh, very, very personally. David, I yep. have for you. You have, I love it. And uh, I'm shortly I'm going to sign Neil's. And uh, if I may do so, oh, absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the three o'clock starting time <laughs> from Sebring, Florida. Neil Hotelling, play away, please. Wow, Very good, wonderful. That's awesome. So, yeah, yeah. All right, and 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 you can also get it at. Where did you get your book? I got mine at Riverhouse Books. There you go. Oh, well, I did. Well, thanks for that, Riverhouse. Uh, I signed books there several weeks ago. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Thank Ron you. Reed, thank you so much. David, uh, once again, thank you. Thank you. Neil, nice to be with you as Good well. Good seeing you again. And we'll see you again Thanks. soon. All right. Ron Reed and the book starting the U.S. Open. Pick it up. Get it on Amazon or River Books or wherever you're going to get it. But get it. Noble, Noble House. All right. Uh, still on the show today, we've got uh, the guys from the Golf Mart Superstore. But right now, Casey from the shop next door. Case. Well, good morning. Good morning. Little uh, full parking lot out there this morning. We've got our hands full. It's uh, we've got a little tournament today. It's a 50th annual uh, event for one of our local groups, the uh, Russo Cardinelli guys. Uh, today's round two. They got round three tomorrow. So, um, plus we got another event this afternoon and some member plays. So what? The heck? We got another 130 shotgun. So what? we got we got a full day. You got, got a, a double gun day. today? Yeah, yeah. So so Russo Cardinelli, they've been doing it a long time. Yeah, this is this is number 50, is what I've been told. So, wow. Um, um, and you say it's uh, the best day of the year for them to come is, out and it play? Couldn't, couldn't get any better. They, they did their practice round, so to speak, yesterday. Uh, it was gorgeous yesterday as well. Um, course is in great shape. The greens are rolling nice. It really, I mean, it's to be into August and have everything as green as it is, um, It's it's been a real blessing. Our, our I don't say it enough, but you know, hats off to our maintenance guys, uh, Vince and Danny and the whole crew. Um you yeah. think back to say like back in '13 when we had in the drought, and you, you look at it today, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even know it. So, no, no. Um, but um, a lot of some of the play this afternoon is our Dukes Club members, and you know for our members uh, this month we've got some August specials. One of which is free carts on the weekend. So terrific! Anything after two o'clock, it's forty dollars cart included, and that's for you and your guests. Um, we're doing $40 Fridays. We're doing $39 early birds. Um, so as a member, always keep an eye out for the monthly newsletter that's going to go out. It's gone out already for August. Um, and, and then call us. Call so us to make tea times. If you're not a member, how do you become one? You can go to the Pebble Beach website. You can go to Golf, Del Monte, Duke's Club membership. There's a full list of all the benefits. There's a link to an online application that also has a secure website for your payment information. You can stop by and see us. You can do it in person, or you can give us a call in the shop, 831-373-2700. Uh, 
Um, you can sign up online, in person, or on the phone. Uh, same uh, with tea times. Uh, call us uh, as well. Um, and Twilight League, the best showing of the year was sponsored by our very own Shagbag Show last week. So Whoa. thank you to. Uh, Thank you to David and the Shagbag Show. And so. I, I said to Casey a couple of weeks ago, I said, you know, I've been sponsoring this thing for many years, and I've never played in it, and <laughs> I'm finally going to get a chance to get away on a Wednesday and come on and play on it, and I didn't get away on the Wednesday because We're, hey, work happened. Busy's busy, right? And, uh, yeah, so I couldn't get away. Well, we had 70 guys show wow. up. Wow. And, uh, you know, we've been flirting with that number. We hadn't hit it yet, so... Um, it's been a good season. We have our final Twilight League next week. It's an individual format. Um, it's it's actually double skins, double points, and the points race for top 20 is tight. I think our, our leader, Jeff Gray, has kind of got a stronghold on the top spot, but the, uh, the next 19 spots, it could be depends on how you play next week and who shows up. So uh, top 20, we go to Spanish Bay on the 21st for a... Uh, for a, a round of golf there, so top twenties, uh, you get paid out with a gift card, and you get a free round of golf at Spanish Bay. So, um, if you if you're out there and you're in the points race, definitely show up next week. Um, it's uh, it's the last one you'll want to miss it. So yeah, and Spanish Bay is one of my favorite golf courses. Absolutely, I, I always say there's an off factor to Pebble Beach that'll never go away. True, but for pure golf, Spanish Bay is pretty hard to yeah, beat. Yeah, it's 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 a special spot. It really is. So, um, Del Monte is too. Well, is it? <laughs> 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 I, I wasn't gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, I, and I know Ron was just on. I just yeah. want to say too, you know, uh, pet friendly. You know, if you have your dog right. and you want to come out and walk right. with your dog, yeah. bring, the, bring, the, bring the dog. Yeah. Absolutely. So That's good, nice. good place to do it. Great Carol course to walk. Water and- yeah. Um, Del Monte's a great course to walk, as everybody knows. And, and uh, so if you have your dog on a leash and you want to bring with, please do. So you you may uh, not know this, but there was a a history teacher in town sixty years ago. Okay. That had a dog called Wa Chong. Okay. And he had dog set up as his caddy. No, so he perfect. Had a, he had a cart set up so the dog perfect. would pull his golf clubs with him. <laughs> we don't see that anymore. <laughs> no, uh, we don't see that anymore. Well, some of the uh, some other history here. Uh, since we're here, at Del Monte, we're talking with our good from Casey from the shop next door. And uh, what about uh, what about early early Del Monte? Well, yeah, Del Monte. It's interesting. I mean, it's an adjunct to Hotel Del Monte, which was the beginning of Pebble Beach Resorts. But when Hotel Del Monte was built in 1880, they weren't playing golf anywhere in the country. Yeah. So when golf became popular, they said, we got to have some golf here. So they built the Del Monte Golf Course, and it opened in 1897. And they didn't have the land, so they actually had to lease the land from David Jacks. Uh-huh. It wasn't until the 1930s that Sam Morse was able to buy the land under the golf course, and he had to buy a big chunk of land, literally all the way from Garden Road to the old Capitol site outside uh-huh. the Highway 1 gate. Gotcha. And that's how the the Garden Road Business District ended up, uh, Fisherman's yeah. Flats, the, the fairway tracked around Del Monte Golf Course gotcha. was all from that 1930s. Yeah. Uh, but this, this was the place, and... What a lot of people don't know that even back in the 1890s, it was a men's and women's place. A lot of women played golf, and they had a championship for men and women. Yeah. And those old trophies from 1909 on are actually hanging at the tap room at Pebble nice. Beach. Nice. But it's just steeped in history. You know, I was telling somebody, we had 122 years of history and memories. Come make your own. Come add to the 122 years of memories, you know. That's what we're here for. So, absolutely. Terrific. All right, Case. Well, Thanks. thank you. Thanks again. Thanks always. 373-2700. Right. All right. It's a Shag Bag Show on Power Talk 1460 AM and 101 FM. Dave our special co-host, Neil Hotelling. And uh, just called the guys from the Golf Mart Superstore. Usually we get Victor Sandbagger or somebody on the show with us to talk uh, a little bit about what's happening in the world of golf retail. But they said, you just got to, we got to, I can hear all this noise in the background and all these cash registers ringing. And they're literally in the weeds over there. So they just said, say something nice about us. So Golf Mart Superstore. Store 2040 Fremont Boulevard in Seaside. You know, 583 1000 for everything golf. They will not be undersold. They've got a 90 day return policy. A lot of times, you uh, you know, you get those hitting stalls and lunch monitors and whatnot, computers, and you hit it, just striping it. And you hit it on the golf course and uh, you take the price tag off, the thing goes sideways. So, with them, the thing goes sideways, you just take it right back. At 90 days, you get full store credit. Whatever you paid for those clubs, you get full store credit to get something else and try those for 90 days. So, 
They want to make it work for you at the Golf Mart Superstore. 583 We probably did. Just, Everything uh, takes place right there at number one main and, and well, those surrounds? Well, that's just the kickoff event on Friday okay. night is there, and then um, on Saturday everything's pretty much outside. outside. There's a sponsor area that's located kind of in the Taylor Building Courtyard, so if you are a sponsor, then you should have already gotten your little sponsor badges. And if you're not a sponsor and you want to sponsor next year, you can also find that information on the website, so that's salinasvalleyfoodandwine.com. And we are going to be giving away a pair of tickets here today, so yes. Dave's going to tell us about that. That's right. You can just go. Uh, you can just uh, shoot us an email, and I'll get you those tickets if you are chosen. But the uh, best way to do it is to uh, shoot us an email, and what we'll do is we'll use the... Um, Let's see. How about we use shagbagshow at yahoo.com today? Shagbagshow, all one, all one word. Shagbagshow at yahoo.com. Uh, just shoot us a little email, and uh, hopefully we'll get you those tickets. That'd be fantastic. And uh, uh, just real quick before we let you go, we have to let everyone know that since you're with the Herald, uh, if anyone wants to do something with the Herald, they should contact you, too, also, right? That's right. I'm also with the Monterey um, Herald. I'm the advertising director, and we would love to have you advertise your business with us. And also, I wanted to mention, uh, Neil had mentioned the Classic Car Week coming up. The Monterey Herald does a really nice, glossy publication every year. That will be in the Herald on Monday, August the 12th. So please pick one up if you're not a home delivery subscriber and take a look at that. It's a kind of a keepsake edition, and it's got a lot of really cool car pictures in it from the Mecham auctions and some other auctions. So, Can they still in, get in that or not? In the, in no, the it's, it's okay. being printed right now. Okay. So, uh, But we do have some other opportunities for advertising during Car Week, which okay. is you know, a really good time to advertise because there's lots and lots of people wandering around the peninsula, and, and a lot of times people will pick up the local newspaper to see what's going on. So Absolutely. if you're an advertiser, now is the time to book for that week of Car Week. And uh, Lisa, for more information about Grower Shipper Association Foundation... Yeah, it's growershipperfoundation.org, and uh, we're all over the place. Come and check us out at the festival on Saturday, and come say hi. We'd love to meet you and, and talk about what we're up to. Right on. Very good. All right. Wonderful. What, Thanks. Dave, do you know whose birthday is today? Uh, is it mine? I don't, I don't think so. Oh. One of your good friends. Tom Brady. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it. That's that's Dana's favorite, Tom Brady. (laughs) 42 today. Mm -hmm. Still going. That's right. He's still going. Yep, yep. Almost time. I'm looking forward to football season. There you go. Me too. All right. Thanks, both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Happy birthday, Tom. I know you're listening this morning to the Shagbag Show <laughs> since Dana was on. All right, Shagbag Show on Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101 FM for Saturday morning, live from Del Monte. Dave Marzetti, our special co-host, Neil Hotelling, is with us this morning. Glad and proud to have our old friend Neil with us. And um, coming up next, we got Ron Reed, the author of Starting the U.S. Open. we got the guys from Golf Bart Superstore, guys from the shop next door, talk about what's happening out here at Del Monte. And a text from Kevin Phillips comes in this morning, free summer concert series. Continues tonight, 5.30 to 7, in front of Lover's Point Beach House Cafe, which is right below the Beach House Restaurant. Enjoy local draft beers or a glass of wine and delicious menu items like panini, hot waffles, or acai bowls every Friday and Saturday until the end of August. Kevin, thank you for always uh, providing the uh, good messages to us during the show. We appreciate that. Hey, speaking of good messages, let's. Sorry, we got a new sponsor, and we want to let you hear for a little bit from Sal Tringali from Monterey Fish Company. He, I got a chance to visit with him a little bit yesterday, and he, uh, let's see, we get a little message here from Sal. Come on down to Monterey Fish. We got fresh petrali, fresh rock cod, local halibut, and the last of the local Monterey Bay salmon is probably going to be Saturday. Wow. Awesome. Thank you. One of the great reasons you should come down to Monterey Fish, too, is because there's free parking at the end of Wharf 2. And uh, what are some of the other benefits? Fresh? Oh, fresh and local. Same day. You know what I mean? It's just, the, it's just right off the boats. And fair prices, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially for our friends in Monterey. That's the best. That's where we love the locals. All right. Sal Tringali, our good friend, Argombade from Monterey Fish Company, one of our new sponsors of the Shag Bag Show. And Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101.
101.1 FM for Saturday morning. Dave Marzetti, special co- guest co-host is Neil Hotelling back here with us. And we've got uh, another special guest that's going to pop on the air with us right now. We've got uh, Ron Reed, who's going to join us this morning. Uh, Ron, uh, of course, was on with us, was on the show with us when we were doing the show remotely from the U.S. Open. And speaking of the U.S. Open, he has a book called Starting the U.S. Open. Ron, welcome. David, thank you. Good morning. Nice to follow uh, these good people. Uh, I really enjoy Neil. I have for a long time, and it's a privilege to be here with both of you. Well, it's great having you with us, Ron. For those uh, not in the know, give us uh, give us your your history. Oh my! Uh, I tried to grow up in Lagrange, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. I didn't do a very good job, to be very honest. And uh, the U.S. Army brought me to Monterey 52 years ago. And guess what? I stayed. <laughs> good it man. never happens. And along the way. Um, I uh, discovered the Northern California Golf Association and pursued my passion, and I served the game of golf for uh, over 40 years, both with NCGA there at Pebble Beach and later with the USGA throughout the West and elsewhere. And we uh, we know that you just got back from uh, the St. Jude's. I did. I, I'm glad you called it the St. Jude. I call it the St. Jude FedEx World Golf Championship in that order because... Uh, the, you know, St. Jude Hospital in the research means so much to so many families and children. And I witnessed it, and uh, uh, I think a lot of the players really, really got into the, the issue of the charitable side of that great event. Yeah. Well, and one of the uh, good friends we shared was your cohort at the NCGA, Bob Hannon, was a special guy. Talk about Bob a little bit. Uh, he was- boy, you know... Uh, uh, you are an expert on so many things, and Sam Morris, of course, being uh, a primary uh, uh, contributor to this entire community. Bob Hanna uh, would be one that you could build a monument to. He was the father of Spyglass Hill Golf Course, which, of course, Pebble Beach uh, owns and operates. But he was the father of all of that, and he really built the Northern California Golf Association into the largest amateur golf association in the u.s. and uh, as i said earlier you couldn't pay enough tribute to bob hannum yeah he he was he was a special guy and he he was my go-to guy on a lot of the history that i was digging up because he lived it well he was my go-to guy he hired me (laughs) he gave me not only a chance and a job but he gave me a career uh, a lifetime career so I owe so much to him. So you started there just before the 72 U.S. Open? I started there in 1970, September the 8th, the day I met my wife. Um, Excuse me, I met her in 1967, the day I came here in the U.S. Army, September the 8th. And then I went to work for Bob in September of 70 uh, here at Pebble Beach. And when did you go to the USGA then? I joined the USGA in July of 81. So my my first U.S. Open was... um, as an employee of the USGA was 1982. I actually went back and uh, assisted the USGA in 1972 at the US Open, and I write about it. It's in the book. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy it. You've got so many stories in that book. It's just phenomenal how they just keep pouring out page after page. You've, you've broken it down into, into eatable segments that it makes it easy to read, but I, I can't imagine so many stories, but then you were at it for 40 years. Well, I was at it 40 years, and most of that, by the way, comes from memory. Uh, I think there was one one thing I wrote down having to do with what Arnold Palmer said to me in 1994, his last U.S. Open, and it's the only thing I really wrote down and had to go back and read my notes. That's great. Yeah. So. But uh, I already have, I know, if I understand you've written what three books it depends on how you count but yeah three three let's see two under just my name one is a co-author on the history the heritage collection and one kind of with joanne dost her current ultimate round but joanne uh, of course we both have great respect she, the cover of my book is a joanne dost uh, photograph of pebble beach and yeah, I couldn't say enough nice things Jeez. about Joanne. So and, and I and I love that picture. Yeah, I mean, you don't always see that view. That angle. Yep. Yeah, that angle off five coming up six. Yeah, she she uh, has been shooting Pebble Beach almost as long as you were with the USGA. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time. 
Give us, uh, give us some of the book. Give us some. Where do I begin? My yeah. favorite. I wrote this morning. I uh, tweeted my favorite chapter is about a, a fellow who entered the U.S. Open from prison. Wow. And guess where? When he got out of prison, he uh, he went to live, and his postmark was a junkyard in South Bend, Indiana. And his dream was to play in the U.S. Open. And before, when I learned of of Henry J. Brown. Before every U.S. Open, I took a moment and I thought about him and the dream of playing in our national championship. And that, that's my favorite chapter in the book. Um, but there are many of them. Uh, I was fortunate to start uh, Arnold in his last U.S. Open, and I write about the emotion of that occasion. And incidentally, he, he was almost penalized for lateness in his last U.S. Open. And I, really? I didn't really wow. look forward to saying, that. Arnold, please add two shots to your score. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Neil, you, um, you were probably on the tee uh, when I introduced Arnold, excuse me, Jack Nicklaus in 2000. And that was a very emotional uh, uh, parting for Jack. That was, that was Jack. kind of double emotion because you had Jack Nicklaus playing in his last and Tiger Woods really being the new face of golf both teeing off actually i think tiger teed off about the time jack was finishing 18. i think they, I, you're exactly right yeah your memory is better than mine <laughs> but uh that was emotional because also jack was filling in for Payne stewart whom we'd lost uh, the previous october right. the defending champion who yeah. wasn't there that was a, a very very emotional time for not only me but uh several thousand people that were there on the first tee yeah so you also wrote an interesting story about a guy who found out with less than two hours that he had a tea time in the U.S. Open. <laughs> Randy Erskine, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, I called called him at about six twenty in the morning, and the truth is, he really wasn't the first in line to to play, but uh, he was the best we could do. <laughs> I said, Randy, what are you doing? He says, I'm having cereal and I'm taking my kids to school. I said, well, how would you like to play in the U.S. Open? And there was a gulp from 45 miles away. I could hear it. And then um, he said, I'll be there. And he drove, they, they say he drove at 100 miles an hour along the side of the freeway. And uh, uh, along the way, let's see, he had to get his golf shoes on. And he stopped at a four-way stoplight, got out of the car, put his shoes on. And then I had to go to the gate and say, uh, there'll be a fellow racing through the gate saying he's playing in the open. Let him in. <laughs> By then, the, the TV cameras were there and some of the press, and uh, they made a big deal out of it. But uh, I spoke with Randy recently, and believe me, he remembers that occasion. I'm sure. That, that would be unforgettable. Yeah. About, uh, speaking about fun little stories, tell us about, uh, who was the guy that put the shorts on? Uh uh, I'm going. I'm going brain dead for a minute. Uh, yeah, um, he recently passed away. Darn yes. Um, Do you know that story? Uh, I, I read when it. He put the shorts on. Uh, he he had come in second in the U.S. Open prior, right? Is that what he, is that he had? He went to San Jose State. Yes. And, um, he was a golf architect. He he helped design. I think he finished uh, the Dunes course. <laughs> yes, yes, and, yes, yes. And of course, it was Forrest Fesler it, from exactly. the San Jose area. He came to me and he said, uh, what will you, the USGA, do to me if I wear Bermuda shorts today? And I said, frankly, it's going to be 100 degrees, and I really don't care what you wear. <laughs> but I sensed there was a little more to the story, and I, so I said, well, let me get back to you. And I went and I checked it out, and uh, uh, he'd made a deal with P.J. Boatwright that he would not wear Bermuda shorts after practice round. And he was being paid by a sponsor to do this. And uh, that sponsor came back to him and said, look, if you wear those shorts on the last day, we will raise your, your compensation. So he had a dilemma, but he'd made a deal. So um, I was told to go to him and say, Forrest, let your conscience be your guide. And I used that line many times later when uh, I was talking to a player about a penalty situation and so on. So, and I, w I won't tell you the rest of the story on that one, but uh, he outsmarted the USGA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And he got paid too. And he got paid too. Yeah. yeah. How about, a, how, I know that you've seen, being on the first tee, you've seen all kinds of shots probably go off 
from the U.S. Opens. Any in particular that uh, you remember were unique or well, bad or good? Or? I remember in 1991 at Hazeltine, uh, Andy North uh, was playing, and uh, he was playing with Jack Nicholas. And Jack hit the worst tee shot that I ever seen in the U.S. Open. For Saturday, August 3rd, show 904, and we welcome you to it, and we welcome our special guest co-host, who's here with us this morning. Right now, here he is, live on the radio, Mr. Neil Hotelling. Good morning, Dave. Neil, welcome. Um, we usually have you as just a guest, but now you're the co-host. Right, so now you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you <laughs> you may be sorry you said that. You have the power. <laughs> It's, it's great to be back here on the peninsula. Florida's been home these days, yeah. and it's nice to be able to wear sweaters again and right. still have beautiful sunshine right. and, and not bake on the golf course. That's right. But if you ever come down to Sebring, we got 36 holes there that uh, I'll show you around. Yeah, and what? And like 100% humidity. Uh, well, 85. <laughs> is it, does it get pretty hot where you are? Uh, yeah, I, I played about a month ago on a Saturday morning, and it was okay when I teed off at 8, but by the time I was done at noon, I was done. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I need to have night golf. What about the, what about the insects? Uh, we have a few. Yeah. yeah? Uh, a few more flying insects in Florida than you have in California. <laughs> And they're bigger. <laughs> they are. There are some very big ones. That's why in our backyard pool we have a cage, so the bugs don't come in and bother us there. The, uh, the little lizards find a way in, but the bugs don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I remember being down uh, down in the, uh, well, not quite Florida, but South Carolina doing radio down there, and then they had those palmetto, what they called the palmetto bugs, which yeah. are like the flying cockroach, basically. And uh, that was strange when you first see one, you know? Yeah. The, the strange thing in Florida, twice a year we have the love bug season. Ah. You think love bug is a little Herbie that races cars? No. The love bug is two bugs that ride together a lot, flying around, and make a mess of your car. <laughs> <laughs> they ride around and together. They huh? come around in May and October without fail every year. <laughs> and I'm told they were brought in, actually, to eat the mosquitoes, but it was a bad mistake. Wow. Wow. Well, we certainly do appreciate you being here with us this morning. And uh, for those not uh, not in the know, give everyone a little history about your, your time with Pebble and everything. Yeah, I've, I've been here. The peninsula was home for 30 years, and I uh, kind of started with Pebble Beach as the golf operations manager and discovered how much of our history we didn't know. So I started digging into the history, and I've written three books on the history of Pebble Beach and uncovered all kinds of fun stories, interviewed lots of people. Uh, many of whom aren't with us anymore, so I was able to get their stories down before we lost them. And uh, the the history here, when I first put the the manuscript together for my first publisher, he was doing a book on Pebble Beach and uh, St. Andrews, another book for the 92 when we had the U.S. or 90, 2000, when we had right. the 2000 U.S. Open and they had the 2000 British Open at St. Andrews. And he knew St. Andrews was going to have more history, and he read the manuscript and there's not a golf course on the planet that can touch the history of Pebble Beach, he says. So um, the, the history here is rich and impressive, and anybody who's anybody has been to Pebble Beach. Every, every great golfer of the last 100 years plus so many celebrities. So. And we've had a few here at Del Monte. We have indeed. Del Monte was, was the first, 18, 1897, of course. Yeah, and uh, Walter Hagen played a... A uh, exhibition match here in 1922, and I, I like to tell people the the second hole used to be the third hole, and it's a big dog leg, and he drove the green, and I and I challenge people, and it's like that old commercial where. The, the old guy's challenging the young kid. <laughs> well, that tree that's on the turn yeah. wasn't quite so tall back in 1920. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Bobby Jones, of course, was here. Bobby Jones played here when he came out for the 29 U.S. Amateur. He came out here and played. And one of the classic stories is they brought out a cameraman and wanted to shoot some examples of him and his swing because he had a remarkable swing. And they put a cameraman up in the tree, and they told him to aim for the cameraman. Knocked him right out of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I've hit that tree many times, by the way, <laughs> since then. Uh, so, okay, so we're going to get more with you. 
besides doing besides what you were doing with Pebble Beach, of course, you put out those fantastic books, which I have a copy of all. But uh, those books are still available. They are all out of print. But okay. if you go to uh, Amazon or BookFinder.com, they were several thousand copies were produced. So there's plenty of used copies. On and, the and give the titles. Uh, the first one was Pebble Beach Golf Links: The Official History. The second one was the Heritage Collection, which is a collection of 100 classic black and white photographs. And then in 2009, we did Pebble Beach, the official golf history, which focused more on all of the golf courses and the tournaments that have been played and actually even com contains an appendix with over 400 championships that have been played on the Monterey Peninsula in the last 100 years. And did that feature the uh, photographs of uh, Joanne Dost? Joanne Dost uh -huh. was my photographer in both of the books. She didn't do the black and white right. herself, but her team actually put it together. Right. All right, good stuff. And, and I should say that yes. uh, Joanne has a book that is in print that you can get at Pebble Beach called The Ultimate Round, Pebble Beach Golf Links. And I did a lot of the writing for that, too. I get credit on the dust jacket. The cover is Joanne because it's all, all right. her photography, hole by hole, of Pebble Beach. Good stuff. More with our guest co-host this morning, Neil Hotelling. Uh, I gave you the title historian because I didn't know what else to. That, that's else to call a good it. title, and in fact, now that I'm retired, I'm actually writing a column for the Carmel Pinecone. Uh, so I write about the history of this area and that way now, in in small segments instead of big books. And I'll also be, later today, I'll be over in Salinas talking about uh, Steinbeck at Pebble Beach during his travels with Charlie. So, uh, historian is probably the best title for me these days. Is there anything you can tell us about Steinbeck in the connection with, I, I've never connected Steinbeck with Pebble Beach. Yeah, most people don't because he's... Just the Cannery Row. Yeah, you know? Cannery Row indeed. But, yeah, he actually... Um, he was at Pebble Beach quite a bit. One of his classic stories that a lot of people don't know about was published in Holiday Magazine called Jalopies I Have Cursed and Loved. And he tells a wonderful story about a friend of his that um, was house-sitting during the Depression and was given full run of the house and drove the Rolls-Royce around town one day until he ran out of fuel. Um, but it's a, it's a great story. So that's his one story that I know of that he mentions Pebble Beach, but in his second book, Pastures of Heaven, he actually talks about, in the end, taking 17-mile drive and past the mission and out into uh, Los Arales grade and looking over Corral de Tierra and one of the, the uh, spectators in his book. This was in 1932. He says, boy, if I own that, I... I put a golf course in and stone walls, and of course that's where Corral de Tierra is today. And so he he's written about that, but um, he actually courted his third and final wife at Pebble Beach. Uh, there's a a classic note that he was making on a napkin that got published in A Life and Letters that uh, his widow Elaine put together. Uh, they actually met in Carmel when she was uh, escorting another one of Steinbeck's dates, Anne Southern. Uh, and they ended up hitting it off, and they got married in 1950. But uh, So they had lots of memories, and in fact, on Travels with Charlie, one of the stories I'll be telling today is that Elaine flew out, and they stayed at the lodge. So he didn't stay in the truck every night on his Travels with Charlie. <laughs> Very good. Excellent. More with Neil Hotelling, historian, uh, for the lack of a, of a better word right now, but our good friend. Here at the Shag Bag Show on Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101 FM for Saturday morning. And uh, let's talk with Dana and Lisa. Talk Indeed. about the Selena's Family Food and Wine Festival coming up. Welcome, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so next weekend is the ninth annual Selena's Valley Food and Wine Festival. And we still have tickets for sale um, on our website, salinasvalleyfoodandwine.com, for the kickoff event, which is Friday night. Uh, that's next Friday, August 9th. And that's from 5 to 8 at the CSUMB at Salinas City Center at 1 Main Street, which is where Neil's going to be in just a little while. And we're actually headed that way as well um, um, to go to the Steinbeck Festival. So uh, lots of festivals. And that is $20 to get into the kickoff event on Friday night. And then Saturday, starting at 1130, is the festival itself. And tickets for that are $65, and that is unlimited wine sampling. There's food sampling. There's music provided by students from the Monterey Jazz Festival. And there's um, vendors and entertainment of all kinds. So we encourage everybody, if you haven't ever checked it out, uh, get your tickets now, because that usually does sell out as well. 
And uh, one of the things that the festival did last year was partner with Lisa Dobbins's group, which is the um, More Produce in Schools program, which is part of the Grower Shipper Association Foundation. And so I'm going to let Lisa talk a little bit about what the More Produce in Schools program is all about. Right on. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a great partnership. Um, last year, we were able to uh, secure about $10,000 in support for programming. Um, More Produce in Schools is an opportunity for us um, as an association foundation to bring growers together and uh, help sponsor salad bars in the schools. Um, there's a definitely an epidemic, diabetes and health crisis, and we're surrounded by produce, the great the great fields of the Salinas Valley, um, yet we still don't see enough produce being um, eaten in the schools. So we developed a program that helps bridge that gap and bring that opportunity to have salad bars. So the funding and the financial support we get in the community from growers and from this wonderful event um, helps us to secure salad bars. So um, from the funding last year, we have two salad bars that are being uh, applied for and put in place in the Tri-County area, which is really, really exciting. Um, and that's what the hope is going forward. Um, the Grower Shipper Foundation is real is a um, educational arm of the Grower Shipper Association, an 80-year-old organization in, in this area, in the Tri-County area. And the foundation really tries to serve as the, the vehicle or the opportunity to talk more about agriculture and the value it brings um, to the community. And so this, this idea of having more produce in the schools is really rang true and been a real successful program for us. Terrific. I, I grew up on a small farm in Michigan, so I grew up eating produce and fresh produce, and it's hard to beat that. So it's great that you're being able to do that in schools. And as a testament, my mother will be 98 in December and still going strong and because of all those vegetables we ate. <laughs> Well, it really starts with the with the young people because you really want them to, you know, have that be a, a, a whatever a structure in their lives. You yeah. know, that it's something that they have access to, and we really want to encourage access. And if salad bars are not the only answer, you know, we're seeking other nutrition options, and we're bringing together a summit of nutrition leaders to talk about what's working, what's not working in the schools. How do we really integrate? We found that um, in schools that had elementary schools that had salad bars, for example, um, the inclination was much stronger for middle school and high school students to continue to serve and eat from that. Um, so we really do believe the, the more we can get in the elementary schools, the better. Um, and we've, we've got over 83 now in this Tri-County, the Santa Cruz, Monterey, and San Benito. So we feel really good that, you know, we got a good rolling start at it. So it's just it's just constant um, improvement. So and, and your growers and shippers are doing a good job, too, because I can buy Tanamaroon, Antle, Foxy, and Andy Boy in Florida. <laughs> Make sure you look at those labels wherever you are traveling, because you'll be amazed at how much of that, you know, you just saw Salinas on a label. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're doing the wine festival, are you focusing on Monterey County wines, or are you going broader with your wines? Um, the largest percentage of the wineries that we have represented are either located in Monterey County or they get their grapes from Monterey County. Once in a while, we'll have a... a, a Vintner from maybe Santa Cruz, but most of them are Monterey County wines. And so I think we've got almost 20 wineries uh, that are going to be pouring this year. And then the spon there's a sponsor area that has some other wines available as well. And so it's an opportunity for people who know a lot about wine or people who don't know anything about wine to, you know, for it w the tickets were $55, but we just increased them, I believe, yesterday to 65 So that's that's still a pretty good price when you look at a lot of other wine festivals and how much they charge. And it's 1130 is the start time. It ends at 4, so there's going to be vendors and everything out on the streets till 4. But we actually, the last pour is at 330, so we try to let people know that so they're not upset at 335 when they walk up and they can't. But that's just part of our, the ABC regulation is to cut off the pouring at 330. So And the food? There's a lot of food? There's a lot of food sampled, sampling, right? yep. And then uh, there will be, you know, a, a lot of the businesses in Old Town, Salinas, participate and will be open and so the 100 and 200 blocks of, of um, South Main Street are pretty jam-packed with vendors, and it's a lot going on. And if you haven't been down there, and if you don't like wine and you just want to come hang out, you can do that, too. You don't have to 
buy a festival ticket. We hope that you will. Uh, but if you just want to come and wander around and, and see a lot of people and go shopping and discover businesses that you haven't seen before, there's a lot of new businesses down there. And then there's also the farmer's market um, people some of those vendors also participate in this so it's it's really just a great event and it's a full day and a lot of fun we're gonna be sampling berries and fresh veggies and fresh organic dressing and we're gonna be definitely serving it up you know we eat driscoll berries in florida too so (laughs) excellent we'll have those there (laughs) great anything else did we hit it all i think we've but they have uh, brought it in as a crossover um it's kind of okay you know but there are other ca- cars that cost more other vehicles that co- cost more like the honda crv and a couple of others that might be worth it might be worth spending on i mean it is just okay uh, the the negative of this vehicle is it's it's kind of a disconnected driving experience which i haven't found in many vehicles lately um, most of them feel a little bit firmer on the road. This has a little bit too much give in the suspension, and um, it has electric power steering that is not really dialed in. It's not does not you, you just don't get enough feedback for this. Um, it has not been tested for uh, safety rating yet, so we don't have anything as far as uh, safety on it, but. Uh, it's just okay. It does have a great, uh, it does have a great powertrain warranty, and I do like the five-year unlimited roadside assistance. But uh, also, this the styling may be a little polarizing with that uh, that rear hatch. But something to check out. I'm sure you can get a great deal in it for sure. And uh, that is the 2019 Eclipse Cross SE 1.5 Turbo S All-Wheel Drive. We appreciate you listening to Cruise Control Radio. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We'll see you down the road. Wow, yeah, since the storm, it's been crazy busy for us. We got all kinds of office desks coming in. Now, here's a, it's a fancy one right here. It's missing a leg, but that's all right. Whatever. Washers and dryers from a laundromat. Oh, wow, and check this out. Another deep fryer. And I'm not sure what this doohickey is. Yeah, most businesses weren't ready for a storm like that, you know. But our work's really piling up here at Roberts and Son Salvage. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency. And 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. Power Talk, 1460 and 101 FM. An iHeart radio station. Power Talk, 1460.com. Home of the most powerful name in news, Fox News. KION Salinas and K266BD Carmel Valley. Power Talk, 1460 and 101 FM. Spiraling trade tensions between the U.S. and China. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News. As President Trump threatens more tariffs on China, Beijing is said to be considering countermeasures. The president made it clear this week that this trade dispute between the U.S. and China will go on, at least for the foreseeable future. The president announcing on Thursday he's planning to impose additional tariffs on Chinese imports starting September 1st. Fox's Mark Meredith in a tweet today, the president appeared to downplay the stalemate, saying, quote, things are going along very well with China investors not nearly as confident the Dow losing two percent this week many of the Democrats who debated this week in Detroit will share another stage in Nevada they're hoping to win over labor leaders today in Las Vegas all but five of the 24 presidential hopefuls have come to this important swing state to speak at a forum hosted by the American Federation of State County and Municipal Employees that's a public employees union when with 1.6 million members nationally one of the biggest in the country so this forum is a chance for these candidates to prove their pro-union credentials as they jockey for what would certainly be a key endorsement. 
Fox's Claudia Cowan in Las Vegas. More reaction to this week's debates. House Democrat Debbie Dingell of Michigan says she was disappointed. There's a reason that they picked Detroit to do this. There are urban issues and the road to the White House is going to go through the heartland of America. And I heard very little about either urban issues or the heartland. Congresswoman Dingell speaking to Fox's Neil Cavuto. We could hear more about the political firestorm pitting President Trump against Democratic Congressman Elijah Cummings. The longtime Maryland lawmaker is expected to address reporters after an appearance in Baltimore later this hour. This is Fox News. Nation is the place for exclusive content you can't get anywhere else. New opinion shows from Laura Ingram, Tucker Carlson, and Tommy Laren you can only get by signing up for Fox Nation. Plus, the real stories behind the headlines. Documentaries on Chappaquiddick, Jimmy Hoffa, and more that you'll only find on Fox Nation. More of the opinion done right you crave? It's on Fox Nation. Documentaries and specials you can't get anywhere else? They're on Fox Nation. So go to foxnation.com today and sign up now for Fox Nation. Opinion done right now. Tucker Carlson. There's just so much barking and noise and yelling. Our role is to take three steps back and discern what really matters. Sean Hannity. The most important thing that we do. We are looking out for the forgotten men and women in this country. Laura Ingram. They're going to get a straight shooter, no holds barred. I'm not going to cut people slack. Fox is the one place where dissent is allowed. We have voices. We won't be silent. Who controls my voice? Nobody. Fox News Channel. Real news. Real honesty. Are you an overthinker? Hi, Rick Edelman here, host of The Rick Edelman Show right here every weekend. In three decades of serving folks like you here at Edelman Financial Engines, we've met a lot of folks who were trapped because they were overthinking their financial decisions. We get it. This can be scary stuff. You work really hard and you make a lot of sacrifices to save all your money. And well, just imagine if you make a mistake. Bad investment choices, the wrong mortgage, incorrect insurance coverage. It's enough to keep anyone awake at night. So here are two pieces of advice to help you solve the problem. First, realize that most decisions can be changed. And second, it's not just you, it's we. You don't have to go it alone. Let us help you. You'll get our experience and our expertise. So call us at Edelman Financial Engines. It's one decision you don't have to overthink. Call us at 888-PLAN-RIC. That's 888-PLAN-RIC. Or visit us at rickedelman.com. That's ricestelman.com. Hey, everybody. This is Rich Ormberger here for San Diego's Total Stem Cell. And a lot of listeners out there, they suffer daily from chronic discomfort, aches and pains, arthritis, other nagging injuries that negatively affect your active lifestyle. If you aren't ready to undergo the pain and long recovery from surgery, consider regenerative stem cell treatment from San Diego's very own Total Stem Cell as an option. The team at Total Stem Cell are the best of the best. Every procedure is overseen by an orthopedic surgeon, ensuring that you are Diagnosed and treated properly from regular folks to elite athletes to Navy SEALs. The team at Total Stem Cell has helped hundreds of San Diegans resolve their pain issues and feel great once again. Look, if you're not ready for a full-blown surgery, meet with Total Stem Cell for a free consultation to learn how regenerative cell therapy can be a safe alternative. Their clinic is centrally located in Sorrento Valley. Call 858-771-4100. That's 858-771-4100 or click totalstemcell.com today. Speaker, and do not reflect the views or opinions of iHeartRadio, its staff, or management. Hey, Linda, did you ever get that website up and running? Sure did. It's already producing great results. Oh, I wish I could say the same. Why? What's going on? Well, we had our website designed 10 years ago. It was fine at first, but the hits are way down now and hardly any results. Mm, sounds like you need to call eLab Communications. eLab Communications? Yeah, eLab Communications, a unique one-stop shop. Uh-huh. Not only can they build an outstanding and engaging website, they make sure your website ranks high in search engines. Wow, sounds good. Yeah, eLab Communications can help you with other important elements of modern business, too like social media, email promotions, and mobile apps. They can even maintain your website. Sounds like a huge competitive advantage. I'm telling you, they deliver results. How can I get a hold of them? Call eLab Communications at 888-624-8321 or visit them online at elabcommunications.com. That's 888-624-8321 or online at elabcommunications.com. 
Hello, friends. Jim Nance of CBS Sports, and you're listening to The Shag Bag Show with my great friend, David Marzetti. The Shag Bag Shows, which have spanned over 17 years. How about that? So, somebody said to me the other day, are, they, are, you, are you thinking about 20 yet? I'm like, yeah, man, actually been thinking about 20 because uh, when we were at the Open, as a matter of fact, we were talking about it with some of the players over there who've been on the show before, and uh, they said, yeah, well, well, let me know, you know, make sure that you get a hold of me so that I can do a little well-wish on the air for you or something. I said, just do it now, because I'm never going to see you again. <laughs> you know, just do it now. So we got a bunch of those recorded already for 20, so looking forward to it. So I'm looking forward to another wonderful weekend on the peninsula, and welcome to the Shag Bag Show. Dave Marzetti's over hot control board so you don't have to each and every Saturday morning. And uh, hope you're having a good start to your Saturday morning as we welcome you to paradise around the central coast and just kind of on the uh, the brink of car week and all the excitement that's going to be happening out here just a couple of weeks away. It's going to be wonderful. As a matter of fact, they started blocking off a little part of the parking lot, the far end toward the Hyatt here at Del Monte, as they get their cranes in and start thinking about the Meekum setting up the big tent for that big circus that is the Mecham Auctions that comes here every car week. So, exciting times. I'm sure we'll have uh, John Craman on the air with us that Saturday. That'll be a lot of fun. He's the guy that's on camera on the, the for the Mecham Auction that you see on TV. So, that'll be a lot of fun as always. So, looking forward to all that good stuff and looking forward to another great show. On the show today, of course, we got uh, the guys from the shop next door. We got the guys from the Golf Mart Superstore going to be checking in with us, find out what's happening in the world of golf retail. We've got... Uh, Ron Reed, who for about 23 years was the starter at the U.S. Open. So he was the guy that said, you know, and now it's the 9.08 starting time, and here he is playing out of wherever in Florida, Tiger Woods. So he's that guy. And uh, he wrote a book uh, kind of about that, about his experiences, called Starting the U.S. Open. So we'll hear from him. And we've got uh, Dana Arvig, our good friend from the Herald, who's here representing Selena's Family Food and Wine Festival today, along with Lisa Dobbins from Grower Shipper Association Foundation. And good morning to our two biggest fans, my lovely wife Terry and Puff the Wonder Dog, high up on the hill in Via Gayuba. Hope you're having a lovely morning up there with that nice view of the ocean over there. And See, I got the nice view of the golf course here. They got the nice view of the ocean up there, so everybody's happy. Hey, before it gets too late, I also want to say good morning and hi to everybody at Bandit and Black Horse, Pat Jones, Mike Spiller, and the whole gang. We had a great time out there last weekend. Thanks for the hospitality. Thanks for the good time, and uh, it's a wonderful day out on the uh, golf course last week, so appreciate you guys very much over there at Bandit and Black Horse. Of course, in good shape. Go over and try it out when you get a second. Shag Bag Show, I'm brought to you by the Pebble Beach Company. Check out lodging, dining, and golf specials online at pebblebeach.com. The Del Monte Golf Course, the girl home of the Dukes Club, home of the Shag Bag Show for 17 years. Check us out, shagbagshow.com. You can listen to us anywhere where there's anywhere. You can hook up through iHeartRadio. You can just click on the Shag Bag website and click on Listen Live or Listen Now or whatever it says, a little button there. And get hooked up that way. It's very easy anywhere uh, around the world. Thanks for the Sandbar and Grill. Craig Ling, not uh, in town, but his restaurant's still there, I assure you, and all the servers and all the food. So you can go down there. Craig is in Ireland this time playing golf and uh, having a good time with his pals over there. So he'll be back in about a week or so. But don't forget, tomorrow's Sunday brunch at Sandbar. Try the Craig's Benedict. Wash it down with an award-winning Bloody Mary off the Sandbar and Grill under Wharf Number 2, Melville Tavern. That's uh, the son of Craig Ling. That's Colin Ling. He's got his own spot downtown, Monterey, Millville Tavern, lunch and dinner seven days a week, Saturday, Sunday brunch, daily deer, beer and wine specials. And he's got uh, the best garlic bread in town. Don't mind saying. Uh, the Golf Mart Superstore, home of the 90-day return. We'll talk to those guys a little bit later on our Hour of Power. Find out what's happening in the world of golf retail. The Monterey County Herald, it's your daily newspaper, your local source for breaking news, sports, business, classifieds, and entertainment in Monterey. The Monterey County Herald, every Friday, they list the lineup for the Shag Bag Show. You can't tell the players without a program, and it's in every Friday in the Herald. Carousel Candies, the Elves team produced tons of homemade confections in their famous pink shop on the wharf left-hand side. You're walking down, can't miss it. And they get the taffy puller in the window, and the Elves team are ready to ship worldwide. CarouselCandies.com. Clark A. Miller, the bankruptcy attorney, he's got a new name for his law firm, Cypress Coast Law, helped over 20,000 people with sound financial advice. He can help you out, too. Your initial consultation with Clark is free, always. Stephenclarkmiller.com. The Beach House of Lovers Point. Kevin Phillips has got a great view and a sunset supper menu that can't be beat. Order before six entrees under 10. 
And he's got the whaling station on Cannery Row, Ampelinetti and Big Fish Grill on the wharf. All his great properties with his wonderful crew are sure to show you and your guests a wonderful dining experience. Golfguide.net for the player in you. Elab Communications did our website. They can do yours. Check ours out, shagbagshow.com. Jacob's team realty, buying, selling. Let join Jen walk you through the process quickly, easily, painlessly. That's why they are the Monterey Peninsula's award-winning mother-daughter real estate team. And the Foolish Times, free, funny, fabulous. Pick one up today. It'll make you laugh. It's the Foolish Times. And our brand new, our brand new sponsor, Monterey Fish Company, end of wharf number two in Monterey. Of course, uh, they've been there forever since about 1941. Family owned business, Sal Tringali and his family run that thing and they've always have the uh, freshest fish, free parking there at the end of wharf number two. You want some fresh, fresh fish to serve up, uh, maybe do a little barbecue outside or got some people coming to town. You got some family that wants to do something special. They can put it all together for you at Monterey Fish Company, Sal Tringali and his, uh, his wonderful crew there. So thanks to them for being with the Shag Bag Show and thanks to you for being with us for Saturday.